Hello and welcome to More Like Guidelines. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her, and I am joined today by... Hey, I'm Ben, he, him, playing Eamon. I'm Candle, they, them, playing uh, Sensibility Askew, a horrible green monster. I'm Goji, uh, they, he, I'm playing Arlius Vane, who is the worst tiefling ever. And I'm Jester, they, them, and I'm playing Instant Salyut, um, just a rip-off character from Portal. That's what that fan art reminded me of. Oh, yeah, no, the, the boots are directly, basically ripped off of the Longfall boots, except in reverse. So instead of Longfalls, they give you jumpy. Jump. <laughs> I mean, instead of Longfall boots, long you have jump-high boots. Yeah, it's just the opposite. Yes, okay. So we ended the last episode with a fight kicking off, probably. Who knows? I'm just going to give you a little bit of a peek behind the curtain here. The way that we're doing the game building side of this is that I am testing out a new thing each episode, each recording session, sorry. So far, the recording sessions have been two episodes each. So this is this is the second episode of our second recording session. In the first recording session, I was just testing out the feel, the flavor, just getting us all a bit more familiar with it. And in this episode, this recording session, I am specifically trying to test out the combat mechanics, and I have given the I have given the party here plenty of chances to let me test them. So when we left off, we had Arius Vane in the bar, having been left largely unattended by friend the friend, and then hearing a large explosion. First things first, Goji, could you give us a quick rundown of what Arius Vane looks like? All right, so Arius Vane. Uh, start off with the most important fact about them. They're about five foot one. <laughs> and that's um, fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're a short king. Um, they have uh, long, white, flowing locks um, and a, a nice little braid sort of parting at the front um, along the shoulder. Um, they're wearing a like a midriff shirt and and like a very fancy looking patchwork skirt um <laughs> and they have bangles they have very jangly bangles they have jangle bangles you know i think arlius would do really well with a fancy mustache i'm not giving them a mustache you should, though and you're going to rescind that immediately i am not anyway okay but um, arlius has they... <laughs> a mustache no they don't they do not have a mustache <laughs> yeah they do though they don't have please a draw fan art uh with arlius with a mustache uh yes please do they also have uh, a tail. Fuck all of you. Oh, they do. And do they still have a horn? They have one horn on the right side. Is it a left or... <laughs> Oh, I was right to be like a rhino. No. No. It's like a... You need to draw something official. <laughs> oh my god. I hate this. I hate all of this. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, vain. we're giving him a mustache. No. Does Arius Bane draw... have any visible mechanicalness? Including mods. Um, n- they don't have any exposed wires or bits or anything. They look pretty consistently fleshy, but they do have a um, one of those fancy finger claws on. I'm gonna say their left hand um, on the on the forefinger, which is their thieves' touch. Okay, um, and could you give us a quick summary of just what that does? The Thieves' Touch is basically a little zappy finger that 
does one point of damage um, or two points of damage to an enemy if they're unaware of it when it's being used. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> it can also be used to disrupt or hack simple electronics, such as an electronic lock. And um, they also have, um, I'm going to say on the same hand, they have like what looks like a bracer or a bracelet um, ar- around their wrist, which they use to basically like Spider-Man out the the healing nanobots, oh. which is their second mod. Excellent. And they are nanobots, which heal people. Yes. Cool. What oh, I is... need those this episode. <laughs> <laughs> what is this sharp mother friender doing? They were certainly about <laughs> to make a friend. They were about friend. to make a friend and then you ripped them away. <laughs> <laughs> and sent them into the basement never to return. <laughs> so Arlius's first friend has gone to the ether. <laughs> so Arlius is uh, now emerging from behind the bar. Um, they... They're sort of giving it a cursory look for any important items or artifacts that might have been hidden behind there when uh, when a when friend left. There's a digital scan pad, which is how basically all of the payments are made when there actually are any and friends doing their job. They are um, intensely tempted to steal money, but they're not going to. <laughs> fair. Well, it's yeah. more like a contactless banking kind of thing. Okay. There is a... Yeah, let's say there's a brass locket on a thin brass chain. And there is um, the bottle of friend stuff. Friend juice, whatever I called it. You called it it friend's stuff. Friend's stuff, that's it. Not friend juice. (laughs) No, 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 no. Arlius was about to get that, but then friend had to leave. Oh my god. Holy fuck, Jester. Hey, Jess, do we have the explicit rating on Spotify yet? (laughs) We swear too much to not have the explicit rating. We need it. I've I've, uh, I've not turned it on and I've just hooked Apple, don't know. (laughs) Okay, so I'm... I'm, What can they see? Did did anything, like... There was some kind of, like, lightning strike effect? And, like, it was really loud, but the other guys who were at the table didn't really pay it any mind? Yes, it sounded like a sharp crack, then a zappy burny sound, and then the sound of crumbling rubble. Hmm. Crubble. (laughs) (laughs) I have to get up every day. (laughs) (laughs) And listen to the things that come out of this person's mouth. (laughs) I can change the title of this podcast any time to, oops, all bloopers. <laughs> I am. I'm so down for that. You don't understand. Uh, I'll draw um, another goddamn logo for that. You don't have to pick anything. All right. So, bang. <laughs> let's play fucking TTRPG. All right. Let's uh, yes. try. What do? Okay. So, how far am I from any means of going up the stairs? You would need to go out of the bar, across the lobby, to the lift, is your understanding. Okay, so... Oh shit, you mentioned, like, a, a suspicious locket? Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that they, like... Their tail is prehensile, by the way. I'm gonna say they, like, grab the bottle of friends' stuff with their tail, um, and, like, are about to head out of the bar, and then they, like, kinda do a double take and notice the, notice the locket, like, ooh? And, mm-hmm. um... 
crane over to to examine it um because they don't seem to be in any immediate danger nobody's running around or screaming so no i figure they've got a minute yeah it has a symbol on the front with the bear with me i've not put this into words before Yeah, it has the symbol on the front of an anchor surrounded by what might be vines. It's quite, um, it's not very detailed. And the anchor is like chipped and crumbling. Is it locked? Does it require any kind of like key or DNA scan, smart locket technology? (laughs) It looks like a locket. But there's no seam where it would open. Oh, so it's but just it like is a looks like it looks like a locket. It has a hinge on the side, but there's no seam. Weird. Cool. I'm torn between like stealing it because Arlius would definitely steal it, but also not stealing it because if friend comes back, <laughs> I want to remain friends with friend. Um, oh, it's okay. I don't think I'm in the game again. No! Yeah, maybe friend run away. We we need to find friend to give it back to them. It's it's a mission. It's a side quest. Oh yeah, they it's forgot. Destiny. They forgot it when they went to the basement. Yeah, they it's totally a side didn't quest. just leave it at their post. Sorry. Yes. Do you have no object permanence? <laughs> I don't think Arlius does. <laughs> you said that friend, friend is, is not gone, gone forever. So. Yeah, I've said that to you. No one said it to Vane. Um, they're going to try and open it. They're going to try and open it. They're going to do... How? Um, well, I mean, manually at first, and then if it doesn't work, they're just going to give it a little tap with the Thieves' Touch. Okay, um, nothing happens when you try to open it manually. As far as you can tell, it's just a solid piece of metal in the shape of a closed locket with a hinge on the side. Uh, when you zap it with the Thieves' Touch, when you zap something that's not electronical is that a word it could be hey it's my world it's my world i can make up words when you zap something that's not electronical it um like this locket appears to be it just kind of scatters with little tiny arcs of electricity off the surface and that's what happens oh darn oh it's rats oh beans (laughs) (laughs) um you can say fuck no, <laughs> no. <laughs> Does Arius have like a built-in sensor? Is Arius no, no, no? They do not. But they—they they are a, a person of poise and decorum, um, and also apparently friends stuff. So, um, I—I <laughs> I think they might just take it. I don't know. I think they might just take it. It's pretty. <laughs> okay. Cool. They're they're too curious about it to just leave it behind. Are you gonna put it on? Oh, I'm making some bad moral decisions. I feel I, I feel bad in real life for doing this, but yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you put it on. That's nice. It doesn't really suit your outfit. Okay, then they take it off and just stick it in a pocket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Excellent. Uh what about the friend friend's stuff? Oh, they're still holding that with their tail. Cool. 
Uh, at this point, first of all, just are you going to go in your own particular, or are you just kicking it in the bar? Oh, I'm I'm gonna start making my way up to the source of the commotion. Okay, you are suddenly almost like, um, almost like instance was when they drank the mocks, aware that you are in a fight, but this time. It's because part of the party is. Let's cut back up to instance <laughs> at you and Eamon as Stanley wheels <laughs> on the spot, tucks himself into a martial arts pose. He's got his elbows out more than you'd expect and his knees are quite bent. And you feel the air around you start to almost crackle with anticipation. Is anyone doing anything? Is anyone doing anything immediately? Getting ready to yes. fight? Getting ready to run? Getting ready to yes. try and just flirt him down? What's happening? Yeah, um, Askew sees this happening and is like still kind of hyperventilating a little bit, uh, having just like sort of regained control of their body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, they're going to straighten up and uh, reach up with a shaking hand and quietly, slowly crank the volume on their boombox shoulders. <gasps> yes! Oh, I love that! Uh, what do your boombox <laughs> shoulders do again? So just so I know um, for what I'm gonna do. Oh yeah, so, um, character descriptions. Yeah, ask you. Oh right. Sorry, I was gonna do that when we got up here, but then I got really pumped up. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, ask you sensibility. Ask you is um, a broadly speaking humanoid figure uh, with no face uh, to speak of, but uh, they are. Dressed in what appears to be a full-body green spandex suit with uh, cut-up pieces of plastic uh, lids and containers, like like the storage containers, stuck on all over his armor. Um, they're painted in a variety of what I'll call bowling alley colors. And um, they uh, have a pair of gigantic boombox speakers on each shoulder like pauldrons, uh, well, uh, one pair in all, but they have boombox speech- <laughs> speakers, uh, like pauldrons uh, on their shoulders. Um, and uh, instead of a face, they have a visor with a screen. And that is, right. that is what that is what they are. Excellent. And so in terms of visible mods. Right. So they don't, ha- they, uh, they don't look mechanical so much as they look artificial yeah remember the facebook love. they look like a bad it's halloween cool. costume i was just gonna say they I, i've been imagining them looking like a costume yeah they look like a bad halloween costume uh but uh as far as mods go they have something called the what is it um for every cosplayer out there um we've given you exactly what you need to buy uh buy one of those green screen suits off Amazon or a better place of your choice. Uh and cut up a plastic tub, spray paint them, you're askew. Congratulations. Closet cosplay. There's a prize uh, for the first person to cosplay <laughs> and tweet me at DHB underscore games. There is a prize. Um, okay, so uh Askew has the unerring pitch grip, which is essentially uh, a baseball glove, a pe- again, painted in bowling alley colors and it patterns. It has a smiley face on it. It does yeah. have a smiley face on it. There is a smiley face. Yes, I promised you a smiley face. You get one. I miss this. It was, it was <laughs> in the first episode. We bullied Candle into making it a baseball glove. Uh, and um, armor. I have armor, which is the cut up plastic bins. 
And then uh, I have what's called the onboard theme music generator with uh, once per day I can provide dramatic background music to a skill attempt, which ensures the result, success or failure, is dramatic. And uh, I can also uh, stun. I can... Let's see. I have... It's a risk. It's a risk. Oh, okay. You were one nearby teammate is done next round. Okay, so I basically I can just generate theme music and I can... Um, it might blow people's ears out. I can try and blow people's ears out, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Which I'm not trying to do right now. I'm just setting the mood. Okay. Okay. Um, if you do try to do that, in, even if the risky bad thing does happen, it still also stuns the enemy. Okay, great. Cool. How about Eamon? Eamon is a greasy, greasy greaser. With a leather jacket, sort of disgusting slicked back hair. The fonds. Just the general. Absolutely, 100% the fonds. I don't know what that is, but the fonds. Alright. And in terms of mods, Eamon has a hammer, which it initially just looks like a fist of metal, but then it crunches up into like a perfect hammer fist, basically. Yeah. And then as well as that, there's the titanium duck, which is a, obviously a great name. It's a device mm-hmm. on his wrist. It's shaped like a little metal rubber duck. Yeah. And it basically syncs his unconscious with any other electronic device. Sort of gives it a voice and it can be used to hack and repair and basically just take a slight control over it. Like an electric doll, yeah. Cool. Like, <laughs> Possibly. Uh, what's Eamon's colour scheme? Eamon is very grey, dull, withered sort of grey, you know? And how about in terms of exposed electronics? Is there much? Eamon tries to keep it to a minimum, you know? He sort of has this denial of ageing and denial of decay, which is... It's not really working out, but he tries to cover it mostly with clothes, and... He looks kind of flesh-like, but not fully. Cool. How about instance salute? So Instance uh, is currently sort of, uh, Askew's sort of, like, turned towards them because they were, you know, trying to figure out, like, okay, what's happening? Uh, but, uh, so Instance is right next to Askew right now, and as Askew turns up their, um, speakers, uh, Instance is going to use, uh, one of their mods as well. Uh, and so what people see when they look at Instance, they see short, choppy black hair, very expressive face, um... Like a navy blue jacket that has so many pockets and also a million pockets on the inside of the jacket too. Um, as we all have, like the glowing blue biocore. Um, mm-hmm. And they have their spring heels, but they don't have their pants rolled up right now. So you can really only see the bottom of them, sort of making them look like weird shoes. Excellent. Uh, and uh, one of their eyes, the magnify, uh, if you look at them, one of their eyes you would think... At first, it's just an off-white, but then it's actually silvery. And what you think is the iris and pupil is actually one big pupil that kind of, like a camera, sort of like twists and zooms in. That's uh, And I'm going to be using that, uh, because once per scene, I can use it to spot tiny muscle twitches, which let you predict and interrupt an opponent's attack. Uh, Who are you so- using it on? I am going to be using it on Stanley because I am going to sort of half step in front of um, Askew and protect Askew, who's having a panic attack. 
from Aww. Stanley. I love it. All right. What we're going to do, we are going to go into combat. But first of all, I'm going to give you all a quick rundown on how combat works. So until now, we have made occasional references to you all having a low level psychic connection. Your pulse net. Okay. Yep. Yeah. yeah. This normally isn't good for much more than signaling a vague sense of intent. But when you're in combat, similar to an adrenaline high, it kind of kicks itself up a gear and you become aware of what each of you is about to do, unless you're actively trying to hide it or suppress it. What this means is, in an instant, in a fight, (laughs) you can synchronise your actions to form a plan So the basic one round of combat, the way it works, is you lot together, if you want to work together, form a plan. So step by step, that could be something like, if you're fighting one enemy, you could have instance um, standing by, ready to block any attack they try to make. And then have, let's say, uh, Eamon try and hit them with the hammer and ask you, shoot them in the face. Or you get more complicated and say, I'm going to try and stun them. After I stun them, you attack. And then generally it helps to have one person getting ready to defend. So you'll work out a plan for what you want to do with one action each. The enemy has beats they can spend to respond to a plan in action. So blocking and countering. Um, Groups of enemies can spread out in space as much as they want, but they'll be treated as one enemy with one toughness and one total number of beats. So you declare what you want to do. We go through it step by step with the enemy responding as they decide to. From your perspective, it looks a lot like your standard turn-by-turn combat. This makes it a lot simpler for me to run, though, because I'm not actually doing anything in particular. I'm not planning turns. I'm just responding to you. And it will also make it so that when you do have some more fancy mods, or if you think of anything you want to do, you can come up with a little bit more complex layers to the plan. Does anyone have any questions? Yes, here's a question. Um, say that a an adversary spends a beat to, uh, say, block an attack or prevent uh, one of us from doing an action, and whatever that is completely derails the rest of the plan. Would the rest of the actions that the team has prepared go off, like, uh, say, the same way that readied actions would in, in Pathfinder or D&D, uh, regardless of what the, the regardless of how the adversary has responded to it? Or um, does that make sense? Yeah. So you can absolutely change the plan halfway through or just do your own thing with no plan, but that is mechanically more difficult. Because when it's four people with super high-tech mods turned into essentially tools of war right now, you're pretty difficult to stop. You're not going to struggle to hit someone if they're actively blocking, things like that. But if you're working on your own, then everything becomes risky. And risky in this context just means there's a chance of it failing. Right. So, for example, if Askew was normally throwing a brick at someone... Because that is just something that Askew can do, they have a mod for it, so it does even more damage, uh, it will just be guaranteed to hit. 
but if this was a sudden reflex thing, it wasn't part of a plan, it was just you doing it and you didn't have a mod to make it definitely hit, then it'd be risky. Does that make sense? It does. Mm-hmm. Cool. Any other questions? Uh, nope, that makes sense to me. Ben? Um, so the sort of setup, it doesn't all have to be attacks. It's like strategic stuff. And yeah, basically, and you like... can tell me what you want to do and I'll translate that into the mechanics. Again, we are working from the ground up. This is first playtest level depth of mechanics. Is there any idea for like a hard limit on movement or um, action? Or So there's three different ranges in the game. There's um, melee range or close range. Then there's just ranged and then there's far. There might be mechanics for it later. But as with many things right now, we'll work it out as we get to it. Is that all right? We'll make it spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> if no one else has any other questions, then we'll take a quick break there and jump into the fight at the start of the next half. All right? Oh, wow. All okay. right. So I heard we have a couple of new Patreons who we are now going to... Patrons. We have a couple new Patrons. You're supposed to be insulting the patrons, not me. We, we only have one Patreon. <laughs> so I heard a couple wet dogs got up to some mischief. Hi, Emily. Thank you for supporting us. And also, how dare you? Fucking wet dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Smelling like shit, rolling in mud. <laughs> I heard dolphins are bad. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> um, so... Uh, another, another, another new patron. Um, thank you for your support, Emily. We love you. You <clears throat> did it wrong. <laughs> That's the opposite of what you're supposed to say. I can't insult people. I'm bad at that. I can't be mean. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> I can't say that to people who are giving us money. <laughs> hey, screw you. <laughs> um, Miria, uh, I just wanted to say, how dare you support us, our patron? Patreon. I yeah, still, I see, I still can't do it. Bad at this. See, <laughs> like I feel like you're putting on a front, but I know you're probably <laughs> you not. You know me well enough. We are sitting here together, and I'm just probably turning red as a beet. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hey, Miria. Um. Anyway, thank you for supporting us. Uh. And I have to say this because I'm congrat. Con- to- Go on. <laughs> Can I take it again? Hey, Maria. Fuck you. <laughs> Contractually obligated. Hey Maria, it's Miria. Prob- it's Miria. Hey Miria, <laughs> you should probably look in a mirror and reevaluate your goddamn decision. Because you're beautiful. Oh my god. <laughs> and welcome back. So we were about to get into our first combat. Gorgie, I'm sorry, but the next couple of minutes might not be terribly interesting for you. It's okay. I'll just go take a nap. <laughs> Bye, Goji! <laughs> that was in character, I believe. It doesn't... Either way. Fucking cat boy tiefling curling up for a nap. <laughs> cat boy tiefling. No, we couldn't we... make any character, Goji. Any character. Anything. What? <laughs> what, you want You want to say something? Cat yeah, let's... Say something about my cat boy? Let's keep the combat in-game. Um, so... <laughs> So Instance is going to 
step in front of Askew and ready their um, magnify to uh, interrupt any sort of attack that Stanley's going to make. So sort of watching for what Stanley's going to do. So you're using your action to prepare to intercept any incoming attack? Yeah, to protect Askew from that, because last I checked, Amon was still sort of in the hallway walking towards us, probably rushing now. But I yeah. figure it's probably best if we just, like... I, I feel equipped to, like, protect Askew, and I, I have no idea what the hell is happening, but I'm not gonna let this person covered in knives kill my robot Teletubby friend. That yeah. is so sweet Okay. Of you. <laughs> what are Askew and Eamon doing? Um, Askew, well, what are they planning to do? Askew uh, already reached up to uh, twiddle the volume on, on their um, onboard theme music generator. Uh, and they have a very concrete and knee-jerk plan to blast the absolute shit out of Knife Boy standing in front of them. I respect that. So instance then is probably sort of off to the side, but sort of arm half in front of you. Like, don't fucking yeah. touch askew. Yeah, uh, yeah. Instance might want to get out of the splash zone. Yeah. Are any of you going to attack immediately, or are you all waiting no. to see what he does? I think actually, I, think I was we're waiting. I was I was planning on just blasting immediately. Oh, okay. go for it! I just want to yeah. make sure panicking robot doesn't get hurt. This is my emotional support Roomba. Uh, and I don't want. I don't Aww. want them hurt. <laughs> I love that. I love Askew being the emotional support Roomba. That's what Askew is. Askew's, you know, hanging out. I cause okay. problems on purpose, but I'm actually there for you as well. So yeah. you're directing the sound towards Stanley. This is correct. And what sound is it? Um, it is going to be an immediate, just, fanfare. Okay. Um, you do not get to plan in the next plan, but you can still take an action. Stan? Stanley? How do I feel? Stanley? is you see a blue field around him crackle and then spark visibly as the as his shield almost resists the wave of intense sound, but it just punches through and forces him to take a half step backwards. He is clearly he's just he's just snapped out of some kind of trance thing and now he is yet again kind of stunned. So, can you read mechanically what stunning someone, what stunning an enemy does? Is there a number next to it? Uh, it says energy to stun. And risk, sorry, under underneath it says risk one stun, you are nearby teammate is stunned next round. I don't know if that means that I am stunned for uh, quote unquote one stun, or if that means the amount that Stanley is stunned is reduced. Um, he is stunned for one. There is no one stun for you exactly, because properly knocking someone out of combat is boring. Okay. Cool. Uh, yes, so he will lose a beat for this round from that. He also wasn't actively intending to attack this turn, so he loses more for that. But instead, now, he will make two attacks by swinging his arm through the air, and as he does so... 
very, very thin, long blades, two of them shoot out a beat apart so that one of them is flying at him and, and one of them is flying at Instance. Instance, you prepared to block so you can stop one of these attacks. I am going to stop the one going towards Amon. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I have a certain defend action, which I assume means just it succeeds automatically. Yeah, that means that it, it's not a risky move okay. to defend. Uh, and it takes away two points of damage from the attack. Yeah, okay. So that will entirely stop the knife from hitting Eamon. Uh What Can does I... it look like? Yeah, I was going to ask if I could describe it. So, um... Instance sort of has, like, one arm in front of Askew. Askew sort of does the stun thing, and then uh, Instance can tell that uh, Askew's kind of scrambled from that. Yeah. Uh, and their one silver eye uh, flicks really fast to stay, like, has been watching Stanley. Uh, mm-hmm. And as Stanley sort of lunges forward, and, like, the two um, blades, like, flick out really fast, uh, yeah. Instance, without even thinking... Um, plants one foot on the ground and their other leg just swings up and they just kick the blade out of the air and it clatters harmlessly to the side. This is the moment, the exact moment that Instance as a character became fully realized in my mind and I can just (laughs) see them. I'm so glad. I love this. Instance kicks it down, just and it just scatters across. I would assume, unless it's like attached to Stanley, but um, no, no. Yeah, it just sort of scatters across the ground, probably back towards Stanley, uh, and they'll take the full force of the other blade. Um, Well, I guess they have they have armor, so they'll take whatever um, the reduced is. Sort of like directly, probably they kick one down, and that brings them into the path of the other one. So probably hits him in like the shoulder or something. Does Instance have, like, just... Does Instance's armor come from the fact that they're just very, very mechanically built tough? Or do they have more of a shield? It's not quite a shield. It's it's really, like, they're built to withstand wear and tear. Just from, like... Like an armor-plating layer? Essentially, yeah. Sort of, they're, they're just a little bit tougher. Their skin's, like, legitimately, like, a little bit thicker. They're just essentially naturally sort of plated um for protection the knife will hit instance in the shoulder but it will just pierce the skin stop before getting very deep at all and drop off and you don't take any damage because it only does one damage at range and you have one armor yeah cool that is just sort of bounces off there it like goes through their jacket and it bounces off as that happens, Stanley cries out, What are you doing here? We're here for a meeting, and you are in our way. You realize that neither of you fully said those sentences? A part of it, it was like you didn't need to. You just kind of intended to communicate. He has the link thing. You can't sense his intentions like that. You can't sense his intentions, but yeah, it's like he was communicating to you with some kind of... You wouldn't even be able to put into exact words what he said. You just know that what he means is, what are you doing here? Uh, So so communication can be uh, a bit... uh, What's the word? 
telepathic? Apparently during combat it can. Good to know. So, like, even if someone didn't have a mouth or vocal cords or a voice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, Yay! Okay, um, start of the next round. This is how combat works. It's just plan, resolve, plan, resolve. What's the plan? Instance wants to knock Stanley out the window. So, if, is Amon, do you think Amon would be in the room at this point? Because Amon was, like, close by, just not in the room yet. Oh, yeah, Amon can be in the room. Ava, do you want to help me sort of kick, get this person out the window? Do you want to, like, use your Broder's multi-tool and I'll use my legs and we'll just kick him out the window? Hell yeah, let's do it. <laughs> so you're going to work together as essentially a combo attack to knock him out the window? Yeah. Okay. And I can't make a plan, but I can take an action, right? That's correct. You are a okay, wild card right now. commit the very tactical maneuver of hitting the deck. Okay, that's fine. Um, the way that that will normally work is just as... And also, you're not locked into that now. Just at any point during the execution of the plan, you can tell me what you're doing. If that okay, makes sense. Cool. Um, again, none of this is happening in words. None of you would be able to put this into the exact words someone meant. But you understand what each other mean. So the plan is... What, is Eamon going to hit first, then sensibility? What's going to happen? Uh, hmm. I think Amon is, what I was assuming is sort of, Amon's going to come in, sort of get in, um, get in Stanley's sort of space, hit him, hit them uh, in sort the like, chest. Yeah. Sort of to try to knock them back, and Instance is going to try to, like, kick out um, yeah, like, Stanley's legs from sort of underneath them and we just sort of want to yeah. move them back towards the window trying to get them out of it. Okay. So, first things first. So, and again, Candle, yeah. you just tell me when Ask You would be acting. Okay, I'm just going to fall over. Alright, cool. Just right now. Look graceful or? No. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> so Eamon... It's probably a loud clang. <laughs> Eamon is attacking first. True, true, true. It's not like the intention is to knock knock the balance. You okay, know? so are you attacking with your Marauder's multi-tool? Uh, yeah, I could dunk to the chest. All right. Um, can you read me the stats of the... I know it's got two attacks, essentially. Can you read me the stats of the attack that you're using? And you can use the power of one, or you can just use the regular one. It's up to you. I think you the regular have, one for now. You also have that point of uh, overcharge if you need it at any time. I will say that is there as well. You can use that to either act again in the same plan or to make an attack more powerful. The other thing I'll say is... I feel like is, I should save that. Um, the more damage an attack does, the more da the more um, beats it takes for Stanley to block or deflect it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Cool. Oh. So, uh, for example... If you were stabbing him with a regular knife and Instance was stabbing him, stabbing, stabbing him with a regular knife, he could easily deal with that and still attack because it wouldn't have used up all his beats for the turn. Yeah, I was thinking we sort of do, like, big attacks because, like, I, I you know, if we can get this person, you know, to fall out the fourth floor uh, window, uh, it's probably not going to break their bio core, but hey, they'll be... Uh, yeah. They'll be completely incapacitated. 
You know what? Let's just do it. Fuck it. Yeah. All right. Overcharge. Fucking big hit. Let's oh, do it. Shit. Using the overcharge on the big hit. Okay. I will probably need to open your character sheet, but while I try and find it, can you <laughs> read yeah. me the entry for this attack? The entry? Sorry. What does that mean? Well, just uh, what, what does it, it say under the mod? Um, let's see. So it's a, it's the special attack. Well, it's a physical three, not slow. Okay. Yeah, your Marauder's multi-tool is normally slow, which means it's easier for them to block, despite doing oh. a lot of damage. Uh, yeah, right, so that cool. is flat out three damage. What does it look like? Well, what are you trying to make it look like? So obviously the, the hammer sort of forms together mm -hmm. and like a huge fucking baseball swing. Okay. Uh, you're using your overcharge for this as well. Yeah, I'm not sure what that would look like, but... That's fine. Um, it would look like your bio core rapidly spinning and twisting like a gyroscope and some kind of power-up style effect happening to the hammer. Oh, yes. So, yeah, you do that, and then you just full-on, full-body swing it into his chest. Absolutely. Okay, Stanley, uh, this normally does was it three points of damage yeah physical too slow physical. the special one's three yeah um it will have one extra um point of damage because you're using the overcharge oh yeah as it, again these are all going to be different in the final rules we're just trying different things and seeing what feels right and that's no to the audience um, as it hits, Stanley swings up both arms and starts um, kind of in a cross over his chest where you're about to hit and starts producing essentially blade after blade after blade in layers which are being broken as fast as he's producing them. It's almost like, um, like it's kind of like a, like two blades binding for a second, you know, and two swords cross and they're pressing against each other. Apart from it's him producing knives as fast as he can and you slashing, you smashing through them just as fast as he can produce them. And then the attack goes through. Um, it doesn't seem to actually do much physical harm other than exhausting him. But he is now on the back foot, bent over, clearly off guard. You will, however, take one point of damage from the flying blades all over the place. That's fine. Cool. Um, Mark that on your character sheet. So is is Stanley sort of pushed back further towards... I, I keep calling it a window. It's the blown out back wall of this room. Uh, yeah, he slides back like in an anime character where someone takes a big hit. Yes. And he's still got his arms up to block, but they are heavily tattered and there are little bits of knife all over the floor. Um, if you want to follow through on your end of the plan now. Yeah, instances then, sort of, as Amon... So, you know, also sometimes in anime, where, like, basically, like, one person's up in your face and, like, blocking the camera, and then the second they're gone, you see a hit that's about to happen? That's yeah. what it is. So, like, the second that Amon basically gets out of the way, uh, instance mm -hmm. is already there to just kick. Oh, um, using it. a spring heel. Move. Uh, yeah, oh, using um, what a charge on one of their spring heels mm -hmm. to sort of have jumped, essentially, and is just going to try to full-force kick Stanley in the chest to force them backwards even further. I love it. 
what I'd been imagining was that you like use the spring heel on the foot as it connects with them to do a load of force, but you're launching yourself at him. Yeah. Okay. In that case, it connects perfectly, but you do take one point of damage from his general aura of knife. Is it too reduced? Or actually, no, I don't, because it's not, I don't, I don't have my armor anymore, do I? Or do I still? This is a new round, so you do. Oh, okay. So is it one ar- one damage with the armor? Still? So is it like two damage No, no, sorry. One? I forgot you had the armor, so it'll be yeah. none, but you would have taken damage <laughs> from this. Stanley has aura of knife. <laughs> the reason it didn't affect Eamon is because that mod is mechanically tough. It has the tag tough in the item description. Yeah. So there are certain things it can ignore. Uh, yeah, you land a solid kick on him and he gets pushed further back and is now on the edge. It would not take anything much for him to be pushed over. Okay. Um, if you want to do that, I will just let someone do it. Do, do, so I don't have to be... Can I take an action? Or... Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> can, we please, to... can we please have a skew just push him out? Oh, I, I actually, uh, I was going to go a bit of a step further. Oh, that's our levels. Goji, that's what our levels look like. So if they hit the six, and that means we're too loud. Okay. Um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, Askew is going to uh, see and also, I guess, sense what um, uh, Instance and Aemon are attempting to do. And he's never one to back down from an opportunity, I guess is what I'll call this. Murder uh, peer pressure. Murder peer pressure or uh, an opportunity. An opportunity for... Hijinks. Adventure? Hijinks? Hijinks is the best word, I think. Um, so they're going to, like, rise to their knees, push off, a la instant salute, and body slam Stanley full force, attempting to carry them through the back wall. Okay. Yeah. And it, um, Askew is going with Stanley. Yeah. Okay. No! <laughs> Askew, no! no! Sorry, I had to, my, my dad came to my door, so I had to say something, but no! No! <laughs> just push, just push Stanley out, you don't gotta go! No, I like this. This is a strong character choice. <laughs> no, this, this is the, uh, I think... I think Askew's reasoning here is that this is the action with the highest probability of success... Uh, and it's also the most dramatic, which is something that is always a strong draw for them. So, uh, first character death, everyone. Uh, next episode, <laughs> we'll we'll see Candle's new character. Uh, I'm really excited to see what Candle's going to bring to the table now that Askew it's going to be dead. a garden gnome. <laughs> Excuse you. It's almost certainly going to be a garden gnome. It's usually a garden gnome. It's usually a garden gnome. <laughs> um, one moment, please. <laughs> you know? I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Are you okay? No, this is fine. Okay. Yes. Sensitive. You sure this, you is sure this is fine? I'm 100% up for this. Okay. End of, end of episode, anyway. Uh, yeah, sensibility Askew dives and tackles Stanley. It takes one point of damage from Aura of Knife. <laughs> Wait, do, do, doesn't doesn't Askew have have armor? Yep. 
okay. takes no point of damage. No knife. point. I'm really disappointed that I didn't get to play with Aura of Knife more, but I gave you all <laughs> ways to avoid it. Other yeah. than the guy in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, not, no, not, not the basement. That's where our friend is. The bar. Yeah, sensibility asks you, tackle Stanley, ignores Aura of Knife, and the two of them go sailing... <laughs> out the sail hotel. away, sail away, sail away. <laughs> and we will end the gameplay for today. There. <laughs> I figured it might just be nice to wrap up the episode with a bit of a chat about combat and how we're feeling. Yeah, actually, yeah. I, I was actually just thinking that like it would be really good for us to talk about like how combat is being prepared and and what changes we want to make and how we like weapons yeah. going so far. Then let's do that. So, uh, like I say, we are playing Iteration Zero of this system right now, and that does extend to combat. Uh, the combat you're seeing now is absolutely not what it's going to be forever. I'm going to try out a few different things, see what I like most, but currently I'm really drawn to this plan, then attack idea. Mm-hmm. Because it gets rid of initiative, which I don't like. It just Mm -hmm. lets you do what you want. It makes it a lot easier for me, the GM, because I'm just tracking two numbers. Right. And I think it can lead to some interesting situations, but obviously there's a lot of areas in which it still needs to grow and develop. Does anyone have any immediate thoughts just about how it was to play through? Is there any way for someone to, say, uh, go to the area of combat while <laughs> combat is already happening? Because I mean, you, were, yeah. you were a pretty significant distance away. In my yeah. head, Gorgie, the way it was working was I was timing roughly how long I thought the fight was going to go on for in in-game time. And that was... If you'd set off immediately and said i'm going to go up then you would have arrived part way through the fight if that makes sense okay because combat in biocore is uh no matter what i do i want it to be very very quick and very very essentially brutal punchy yeah i i like to think that arlius like rushed over to the elevator and like as we're doing all of this like got in the elevator right as uh like avon and instance are doing the attack and so Arlius is just sort of foot tapping his elevator music plays just very calmly, very calmly. And like you go back and it's like a skew like fucking tackling Stanley out the window and you go back they, and they, Arlius is like check, see... like playing with the new locket they got. Yeah, I'm, I'll be honest. the window of the elevator just like <laughs> and the knife man just falling. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I had planned to have Arlius join that combat partway through because... Goji had them leave so quick. It was just a much faster combat than I anticipated. Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no, that, that was a lot but... of fun. And I love that you went with angle pushing them out. <laughs> Arlis um, is like, God, elevator is so slow. Ben, this was your first ever fight in an RPG. It was. How did you find it? I liked how quick it was. I liked how we could all set up a plan and we had... I like how instant it was, because usually you hear about the the dice rolling and sort of like a one-by-one type thing. That's what I've heard, at least. Yeah. It was fun. I like being able to plan stuff with other people. It was good. It didn't come across as fully as it perhaps could have, but essentially, because, because it was so quick, but what you're trying to do is do enough interesting, dramatic things so the enemy has to 
um, you spend all their beats, and then you deal some damage in the round. If, does that make sense? That's why stunning can be so effective. Yeah, yeah, that does make right. sense. And actually, I, now that you've described it that way, I really like that concept a lot. Um, oh, good. All, yeah, all I think, my experience yeah. with RPG combat has been, especially with like D&D Pathfinder, is getting confused over the initiative order, rolling a die, getting confused over the numbers on the character sheets, discussing with the other players, and then finally doing something. So if I'm interpreting correctly, this is like, a, like everything is like a quick time event, sort of. Mm. That wasn't how I thought of it until now. Also, um, the low-level psychic field, I like it as a story thing, but that 100% came from me not liking how in a lot of role-playing games, initiative is, well, combat happens simultaneously and one thing after another. I figured this was a fun way to play it with that. It doesn't make time sense. Yeah, exactly. it, I I really enjoy it because I think a big part of when I play RPGs is I really like describing attacks and sort of trying to plan stuff out and like just sort of showing your character in the way that they attack and the way that they do things. And I think this is really built for that to allow combat to become a series of character moments with yes, with yes. stats attached versus like like a really combat heavy mechanics heavy thing that like doesn't really feel like a character moment. I feel like this is inclined to making it more of a storytelling thing and less yeah. of a mechanics heavy drag that slows the game down. Right. Yeah, I mean, this is probably the thing that me and Candle discussed the most before starting this game, because I was bouncing a lot of ideas off Candle. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at one point I was talking about doing this as... God, there were a lot of bad ideas I put out in that chat. Do you Can you remember, remember any of them? Oh, God. I remember when you brought up the idea of popcorn initiative. Yeah, um, this kind of has that. Uh, yeah, and then it sort of morphed into something more along these lines. And then when you came up with the the psychic field idea, I was like, oh yeah, that's that's really cool. And I love the uh, the potential that there might be for adversaries to be able to disrupt that psychic field and completely change the flow of combat. Yeah, absolutely. All right, I think we're going to wrap it up there. We have gone over, and also we were going to record another episode tonight. But I think I need a little bit more planning time now. Yeah. Because, uh... Yeah. I pushed a character out the window. And we have to... Hey, hey, hey. Because we pushed a character out the window. Okay, and then I pushed myself (laughs) out the window. Yeah, I also wasn't expecting you. And I took a nap. (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, uh, check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Don't Hurt Birds. I should have double-checked that. Link is in the description. Um, you can find us all at Twitter. Um, our Twitter links are also in the description, other than Ben, who just kind of does his own thing. Uh, tell you what, if enough of you join the Patreon, I'll make Ben get Twitter. All right. <laughs> Wait, oh, can, can we can we set? Is it like on at 10 patrons, we'll make Ben create a Twitter? Um, that's up to Ben. How many Patreons for you to join Twitter? Seven. All right. Ooh. That sure is the number. Yep. If we get a hundred patrons, I'll get a ta- I'll get a tattoo of something. <gasps> Do they get to choose? We'll figure it. Out. We'll right. figure it out. But I don't have one yet, so it'll be something ASCII related. We'll make it happen. Oh God. Okay. Sorry. Thank you very much. I have been <laughs> Jessica Crimes. Who else have you I've been? been? <laughs> Someone. 
Ah, da 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 da. I've been bad. All right, fuck it. Podcast's over. <laughs> Bye. I'm sorry. Bye. Bye. I love you so much. I'm so greasy. <laughs> can we all do our? Can we all do our like lowest like our voice like that? Voices. Greasy. Greasy. Yeah, I can't do a fucking greasy, greasy voice. Greasy voice. Greasy voice. Greasy voice.